Alright driver, make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time, bye. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Sorry, I was uh, got lost in the music there. I know you kind of just like fall into it. Yeah, I was uh, looking at all of our uh, fancy buttons over here that we get to uh, mess around with every week. Um, so as you can see, we're missing uh, one of the co-hosts. He will be on. Um, he did pop in and say hello during the uh, the pre-show, if you will. So Jordan Smith will be on. He's uh, taking care of an emergency. Uh, speaking of owning a home, yeah, comes with the territory. The but, joys uh, of home ownership. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, welcome back to another episode, episode 91 of the Scrubbing Tires podcast. Uh, titled this one for obvious reasons, Cheeseburger Ian Clark. We'll uh, dive into why the hell we keep saying cheeseburger, why, <laughs> how that came about, all those good things. Um, we can confirm he is not eating a cheeseburger at this moment, but that can change in the next <laughs> it, uh, hour and a half or so. It could. It could. Um, I would be delighted if he had one. I was uh, almost uh, going to go get, you know, make a cheeseburger, buy a cheeseburger and eat it live <clears throat> on air, but uh, I didn't. So that's funny. Anyway. I bought stuff to make a cheeseburger tonight, but I got up work late enough that I was like, eh, I can't make it. Damn it. Yeah, I, I kind of had, well, it's a cheeseburger. It was a chicken burger that my that my wife made us. It was really good, but hey, well, there um, you go. I I couldn't wait until uh, 7.30 to eat there. So uh, anyway, uh, see everybody trickling in. Uh, appreciate you guys joining. Um, we'll roll off here with uh, intros and then uh, bring our guest in. So uh, Brandon Hall, creator, host of the best podcast that you all know about ever. I don't care if you disagree. Um, and uh, driver of the 3BH Outlaw cart. And uh, yeah, pass to this guy on my left. All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, glad you can join us on this fantastic Tuesday. It's a little cold outside. It'll be a little rainy yeah. the next couple of days. So I am uh, Jake Smith, driver of the 89 GAM and uh, co-host of this year, best podcast ever and uh, official outlaw beer drinker. But tonight I'm going to skip out on the beer tonight. I got to refresh in the liver a little bit. So we're not we're not shotgunning. I am not shotgunning. That was in the tonight. script. Okay. Oh, was it? Oh, damn no. it. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no shotgunning tonight. Maybe next week, but okay. No, well, maybe next week. Well, it depends on how rowdy Ian gets. We might have to go get some. But. Yeah, I might. I am during commercial break. I might have to go grab one. There we go. Well, uh, with that, um, before we get into our uh, presenting partner uh, spotlight, if you will, uh, hopefully we're pronouncing this right. Tim Sowell, a uh, first-time listener. So yeah, thank for you joining. for uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you don't uh, click off after five minutes and you know say what the hell are these guys doing? They have no idea or no uh, no business running a podcast. Hopefully that's not the case. But uh, without further ado, uh, Frank's Radio Service. Um, you know, as we have we've as we said all year, it's never too late, never too early to uh, start thinking about next year or if you're planning on doing any winter races, um, anything like that. Uh, get geared up. Stuff breaks. Stuff uh, you know, dogs, cats, they chew cords. It's a thing um it's uh yeah so uh if you need any of that please get a hold of uh daryl um or brian or, or frank if you're on the west coast or just prefer to not talk to daryl or brian 
uh, yeah, get you hooked up with them. And uh, again, we appreciate everything they do for us here on the podcast this year. And uh, yeah, we'll give them their uh, minute and six second um, shame of fame, if you will. Just kidding. Uh, their, uh, their spotlight there. And then uh, as promised, we'll bring old cheeseburger Ian Clark in. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be a fun one and we're looking forward to it. So here we go. That'll get you pumped up for some racing, right? If you or your team are missing the vital in-race communications that you have been longing for, or your radio sound like something from the 1960s, it's time you give our presenting partner, Frank's Radio Service, a call. They offer radio and headset sales along with all of the accessories you will need to take that extra step to winning more races. The team at Frank's goes the extra lap to program your radios as well, so you can focus on racing and spotting. Give your local Colorado dealers Brian or Daryl a call at 719-761-1413 or 720-545-5249 now to get started. Traveling out of town for a race? No problem. Franks has you covered from the West Coast to the Midwest. Also check them out at www.franksradio.com and on Facebook, Franks Radio Service Colorado. Don't forget to tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you. Hey, look hey. at that guy. Look at that face. <laughs> What'd you have for dinner tonight, Ian? I haven't had dinner yet. So oh, I'm kind of, I know. He's waiting for the burgers to be done. I, I'm kind of, I was waiting for somebody to bring me a burger or something, but nothing. Well, damn. Damn. <laughs> okay, somebody, somebody, we man, give over to Ian's house and get him a cheeseburger. Somebody, get this man a Some, cheeseburger. Somebody. Somebody's got to live. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, before we uh, get into uh, this here uh, episode with you, um, I actually uh, just got a text um, from actually rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. Um, but he wanted to share this with you. Um, oh. It's an audio message. So he wanted me to, to share this with you. So, of course, we're going to listen to Jimmy Buffett. But I got something like that. Put it up to your put it up to your oh. face. I don't know. We can't hear it, but it's Cheeseburger in Paradise by Jimmy Buffett. So, see, and I I never knew that was a song till about three weeks ago, and then somebody was like, "Isn't that your favorite song?" I'm there like, we go. <laughs> there we go. We got him. <laughs> well, we uh we try to we try to play it over the uh the stream yard, but with uh, music, there's certain restrictions that we yeah, have to yeah stream yards. Do, so. Yeah. But anyway, They're party uh, yeah, oh, so yeah. that was our uh, special guest message from uh, Jimmy Buffett. So <laughs> hey. here we are. Now we can gladly introduce you. Uh, so the uh, driver of the 82 Superstock, Mr. Ian Clark, welcome to the show. Been a long time me. coming. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we have a lot to talk to you about. So I guess we'll we'll just jump right in and we'll we'll lead off with uh, Jordan's uh, favorite question. How in the hell did this whole uh, racing thing get started for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a that's a long-winded answer. Um, we love hey, long-winded we answers. <laughs> so I was kind of, you know, I was kind of grew up around the racing scene, but kind of not. Um, my dad back in the eighties and nineties used to race enduro cars out at CNS, I 76, Rocky mountain, all that. 
Um, you know, he kind of taught himself everything that he knows today. Um, never grew up in a racing family. Was just kind of one of those things. Hey, let's go. Let's go tear up Chevelles and station wagons and everything for fun. Um, so when I was born in 2000. Oh, um, Marty, you're making me feel old. <laughs> I, I kind of figured I had to get that little snippet of never knew the 90s or whatever. So, God, you missed out. Um, <laughs> so he retired about six months before I was born, just kind of. Hey, going to give it up for a while. You know, I, I got bigger priorities in life. Um, and I was told that, you know, the plan was always to get me into a quarter midget or go-karts or something along that line. But, you know, life happens, you know, financials happen, you know, it just kind of gets in the way. So never really got into quarter midgets or go-karts or anything. Um, we would kind of watch the NASCAR races, NHRA, go up to Bandemir. Um, I always remember he would always take me up to CNS, maybe three, four, five years old. And I remember very uh, vaguely, I hated going to CNS. Absolutely hated it. Um, It just wasn't fun for me at that time, you know. I had no idea what was going on. Um, So, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, man, I could have saved myself a really expensive hobby if, like, that level of hatred (laughs) stayed. But it definitely came back. Um, But no. Cheeseburgers. Yeah. (laughs) If they would stop selling the cheeseburgers, maybe that (laughs) hatred would come back or something. I bet George's not on every time we say cheeseburger, we'll make him take a drink of beer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, drinking game, right? Yeah. Um, He's always down for that. We're going to get a line of cheeseburgers that are going to come down the comment section. (laughs) Jordan Um, Beta already started it. Yeah, but I never got into a race car till I was 19 years old. Wow. And, okay. Um, you know, kind of before then, I had started going back to CNS. I started, you know, being more um, in love or passionate about, you know, NASCAR races and NHRA and kind of getting back into the racing scene. And I, you know, I always begged my dad. I was like, hey, let's build a car. Let's build, you know, let's get back into this. And at that time, I was really involved with 4-H um, with the whole livestock and shooting sports deal. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot on my plate. You know, we we raised rabbits, goats, steers, pigs. So, you know, at that point, we were like, well, you can't really show all that and then, you know, build a pure stock or something as well. Yeah. You know, you kind of got to choose one or the other. It's fairs in August, right? At least yeah. in Lebanon yeah. County. Okay. Yeah, so the fair would always be in August, and then, you know, you'd sell off, but you'd always have your livestock by January or February. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, it's right in the same season, really. Um, but never really got the opportunity there. And I remember it must've been the summer between my junior and senior year. Um, 
And I was kind of like, you know what? I need to make some extra money. Um, let's kind of just do a couple lawn mowing deals, whatever. Just kind of, you know, get some extra cash. And yeah, um, at that time it was more Qdoba. Um, <laughs> hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I was when I moved off to college, there was a Qdoba like five minutes away from our house. Well, like two months after I moved away, that Qdoba closed down. So, oh, damn, I was the best customer left. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was the only paid all the bills that thing alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of started that lawn mowing deal, kind of doing 10, 15, whatever houses. And there was this post on mm-hmm. Facebook on Arvada Neighbors, and it was this uh, lady that was kind of just asking for suggestions on people to mow her lawn or whatever. And my uh, my Aunt Kathleen actually recommended me. And I promise this is going somewhere. I know okay. it's... Um, so we kind of started talking and, uh, long story short, I started mowing her lawn and I kind of noticed that, you know, there was this like two race car trailers just like parked at her, uh, house. So after like the third or fourth time I'm over there, you know, I finally asked her, I was like, like whose race car trailers are those? And there was a big number nine on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, oh, that's my now ex-brother-in-law, Curtis Heldenbrand. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, okay. So being the 17-year-old guy I was, I decided to stalk Curtis on Facebook and find <laughs> his Facebook profile. As any 17-year-old would. Of course. <laughs> Especially race cars involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, you know. There's innocence. Um, But I reached out to him. I was like, hey, you know, I don't really know if you guys ever need any help, but um, I've kind of always wanted to be around the racing deal. And, you know, I've always loved working on cars. If you ever need any help, let me know. So he replied back. He was like, yeah, we're always looking for help, blah, blah, blah. What this time, you know, he's going through a lot of the stuff that, I won't really get into, but his racing season in the 2018 season was kind of up in the air. He wasn't real sure if he was going to be racing trucks or whatever. So I kind of reached out like three months later because I had never heard from him again. Um, and I was kind of so like, Curtis ghosted you. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Like Curtis that. ghosted Damn me. It. Um, and I was like, Hey, is this still like a possibility? And he was like, hey, dude, like, haven't mean to have been, like, ghosting you, whatever. I'm still trying to figure out this deal. And that was the first I had ever heard of the whole racing deal might be up in the air. So I think he texted me, like, two weeks before open practice. And he was like, hey, we're a go. Like, do you want to come meet us up at open practice? It's like, sure. So this was before the 2018 season because i was still i was going into my senior year of high school and um went to the trip sorry um swallowed my saliva there (laughs) at least it's saliva 
Get him up yeah. here. <laughs> um, but open practice, met him, met some of the guys we were working with. Uh, Jax Hughes was part of the crew. Tim Dickerson, Sean, um, all those guys. And I was like, great, you know, and kind of started making a friendship there and started being more involved, um, was going to the races, kind of helping out wherever. And at this point, you know, I was working on cars. I knew cars, but I didn't know stagger. I didn't know tire temps. I, you know, I couldn't tell you what a spring rubber did or a track bar or any of that. So I learned a lot that season and, um, through that, I met a lot of great people. Um, Gary Coat and Tim Coat being one of them. Um, cause Gary was kind of the truck owner at that time, I think, and a big sponsor. So I started helping Tim and his super stock endeavors. Um, when this car was still black and still being piloted by Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like four years later, it's now sitting in my garage and, uh, taking all my money. So now you're on a podcast, right? Yeah. But you know, it was kind of one of those things that, um, well, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, if I'm still racing and still around CNS, you know, I, I do got to give a huge shout out to Curtis cause he was kind of the guy that brought me back into the racing scene as, you know, me and my dad were always going, but you know, we never really had the opportunity to build a pure stock or build an enduro car. Or, um, and through that, it kind of relit the fire that my dad had for racing at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's been really fun this season to kind of learn that driver crew chief relationship and that father son relationship. Um, I'm sure you know that all too well jake mm-hmm. um, it can be difficult at times you know you know you kind of have your different opinions of what to do what do i think what do you think um chuck smith jr no he doesn't have an opinion on anything <laughs> um so it's kind of been really fun just kind of you know being able to do that with my dad again and um you know, that's, that's all I ever wanted for years. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm just really thankful that it kind of all worked out. You know, I've met lots of great people and, um, got lots of nicknames. This one is kind of stuck around the most, but (laughs) yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Those guys, Curtis and everything, they used to call me cupcake. And (laughs) I, I like to think it's because of how sweet I am. But oh, is that I what it is? I don't, I don't know if it was uh, – I don't know if that was too accurate or not. Mm, okay. We'll, we'll go with that one. It's not because you always had a cupcake in your hand, though, right? No. I never had a cupcake or anything, but it's, it's just my sweet personality. Yeah, I was oh, say, okay. we'll go, we're going to stay with that one. I like that one. There you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the car behind you, you yep. said, is now yours. Did you have – because you had a car previous to that. That wasn't that car behind you, right? No, that's so. That's the car you had the whole, your whole time. It well, was like primer color, wasn't it, or gray or something? So, 
you guys thinking of the black car that yes. I so that Some, yeah. is the same car. Oh, okay. So um kind of going back a little bit, the first time I ever got in a race car was 2019. And Curtis had just bought an enduro car. And he was like, Hey, you want to come meet me for this open practice? I think it was the second annual Battle of the Fenders. It's like, hey, we're gonna hot lap it, whatever. Um, and he was gonna let me ride along in it and maybe you know, do a couple hot laps, whatever. So I met him and I rode with him for maybe 10 laps. And I was like, damn, this track is huge. You know, because, <laughs> you know, looking from the outside, you're like, this track is small and it's, you know, it doesn't have a lot of banking. And, oh, yeah. You know, and even for a pure stock, you're like, it looks slow. And then you get out there and you're like, eh, you're kind of moving into that corner, even mm-hmm. a pure stock, super stock. Um, so he let me drive it. And I thought I was just setting the world on fire. Realistically, <laughs> probably 23, 24 second laps. I'm setting a new track record. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I I was like, this is my audition. Like, you know, like this is my one chance. Rick Hendrick, look out. Here <laughs> I come, buddy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I was driving it so hard, I almost stuffed the thing in the turn four wall. Um, but I saved it and it, uh, lived on another day. But, um, after that I started hot lapping this car when it was still owned by Gary and Tim, they were like, Hey, we want to, we want to kind of get you into it, get you started. Um, so really it was only, you know, we'd come out for a, a race day and I do the three practices and then we would just park it. You know, I wasn't really ready for a race or dashes or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was 2020 when I started doing all the practices. And Challenge Cup of 2020, um, like two weeks before that, Curtis texted me. And he was like, hey, you know, I know you've helped a lot with this truck deal. Because that's when we were... Um, battling for the championship for the first time in that division Mm -hmm. just you know i think we had like five or six wins that season nice um and it was like hey i want you you know would you want to drive my old super stock that white nova that he had Mm -hmm. i was like uh duh yeah what kind of question is that yeah um so that I drove that car and that was my first time ever in a main event qualifying. Um, and we had three mains that night and I think we had 23 cars. Yeah. Uh, first main finished 19th, second main 11th and third main Whoa. eighth. Okay. So okay. it was a really fun night. And I think that's when, um, my dad was kind of like, hey, we might want to start getting back into this thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and brought the car home in one piece, you know, had a couple donuts, you know. I definitely didn't spin out Jordan Abeta in that race. No one's accusing you of something over here. Over here. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I, I kind of figured he would comment something about that. Um, but yeah, so that was my only start that year, 2021 and 2022, you know, um, I only made like two or three starts because that's when we were doing the battle of the fenders in this car. Mm. And I love Tim coat to death, but man, he beat this thing up in the enduro. I mean, um, the first year he T-boned Vecherelli hood came flying oh, off on yeah. the back stretch. Um, you know, bent control arms, everything. Oof. The, the next year we fixed it all. Um, that's so 20. Yeah. So 2021. Um, so Tim in the comment section, the first time listener, so that's who we call Texas Tim. Um, okay. And he's helped with the setup on this car and Tim Coach's car for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually drove this car, I believe, in 2021 and kind of got it back on the right track setup-wise. Um, and he was the last guy besides me to drive the car. But, you know, then 2022, the Enduro comes and... 21. I don't know. All the years are mixed. Um, Post-COVID. Yeah. 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 Tim Coat does the Battle of the Fenders again, and we were going to split it halfway. He was going to do the first 150. I was going to do the second 150. And lap 25, him and Scott Long um, crash, and it just destroys the front end on this car. You know, the right front frame horns like doing this i mean it's pretty much straight up and down um so we had a donor car back at gary's shop and me and my buddies and um gary tim and steve they uh they helped me cut the frame horn weld a new one on get all the suspension right and we went out for two or three races and at the end of those three races, um, brought the car home and, uh, Gary pretty much said, Hey, with how much time and effort you've put into this car, it's, it's yours now, you know, nice. no, nothing needed. It's completely yours free, free and clear oh. um, with how much that you've worked out. Us how much you've done on this car you deserve it so nice we uh did a whole bunch of work to it and i guess got ricky the year after all hey there you go say yeah we uh fast forwarded a little bit into into this season but uh i will say if there's a such thing as a nominee for the best uh gopro footage of 2023 (laughs) i I feel like you're damn near in the running to win that because those uh for better for worse the hand movements and stuff like that those were uh those were cool to see and the the grandma driving yeah the grandma (laughs) yeah the jordan mentioned it on that one episode and i was like i had to relook at it because you were definitely holding the steering wheel like that which hey yeah never noticed it until he said something and then i'm like yep i definitely drive (laughs) like that now that i think about it yep yeah there's only one other instance actually where I've seen someone not do this so much, but if you ever watch Dale Earnhardt Jr. in car when he's going, obviously not on road courses, but yeah. when he's going left, he'll take his right hand and put it over 
with his left every yeah. and then on the straightaway. And that's the only other time watching you that I've seen someone not drive, you know, the typical 10 and two type of thing. So that's, well, uh, I, I tried it this weekend in practice, you know, I was like, Maybe maybe this is why I'm slow. I just got my hands in a weird spot. Oh. You know? Maybe I need to redo this whole thing. And yeah. I, you know, I, it was kind of what I think is normal. Just you know, and I went and turned into turn one, and I was like, dude, I can't steer this thing. I got to put so much <laughs> wheel into it. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Never mind. I oh, I'm not man. changing. This works do for you, me. I'll do you drive your uh, passenger car like that? Yeah, no, like that. No, nope, wow, completely okay. 12 o'clock, left fist. Oh, bumping Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah. You gotcha. know it. I mean. Oh, yeah. I've seen you. Hey, That's you can funny. probably call me a Swifty. Oh, boy. Let's not get started on that. I, the Swifty's upstairs. We could we could go for hours. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'd say I'd go along with that, Brandon, about the best GoPro. You had a bumper coming through the windshield. Yeah, you've had a lot going on. Best save of the year. Yeah, Yeah. best save of the year. Yeah, I mean, if if CNS has such an award, definitely, you know, go for me in here. Yeah, that's which, you know, that's a that's a cool little thing, like a little side gig, a little, you know, trophy for best uh you know gopro footage whatever you want to call it maybe uh, everybody says we always sell entertainment at the races so i'm just doing my part you know if i i can't (laughs) run in the top five then i gotta make it interesting somehow right that's right exactly well and the fact that it was on a night where it was broadcasted on a live stream was even better what a save on that one (laughs) yeah right Get you on podcasts, get you on uh, radio shows, all the stuff. Your nickname was Cheeseburger. They probably would have been like, Cheeseburger Ian, save it a year. I hope, uh, yeah, they announce you next year as that. Well, so I don't know if you guys have heard, but I've heard rumor from the grandstand side that they do now nickname me Cheeseburger. Over on the grandstand side. I need royalties for that. We need confirmation (laughs) for people on the grandstands right now. yeah, yeah. I should have, I should have patented that. If not, I'm calling Brian Lawrence up, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, we need to put nickname cheeseburger." Well, that's my my crew. Afterwards, they were like, "You realize they they, you know, announced you on the poll as, you know, Ian Clark nickname cheeseburger." And I'm like, <laughs> "There you go, buddy." Man, this has kind of turned into a whole yeah. Whole well, that's a deal. A great segue. Let's uh, let's talk about how this uh, we we, we heard about cupcakes. So <laughs> let's hear it from the man himself's perspective how this uh, this came about. This is gonna be a good one. Oh no! Well, <laughs> you know, I haven't heard that in a long time since I was. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Well, <laughs> can probably go as you know. I was just chilling in the pits with my cheeseburger in my hand, and then everybody started looking at me funny, but. Um, so I guess I never thought about it. You know, I, I'm a fat kid. I'll admit it. So I go to the races. I, you know, and that was kind of my go-to, you know, everybody likes their jalapenos or nachos or, you know, like Scott Trantham, he loaded funnel cake fries. And I'm like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. (laughs) That's good stuff. And I, I don't know about that, but uh, it was, you know, kind of just my go-to thing. And 
uh, last year. It was 2021 when, what? when, when, the, when I first mentioned it. Anyway, I'll So it was, part. no, it was 22 because Curtis won the championship last year in the mm-hmm. trucks. Okay. Yep. And that was championship night. He goes out for practice and he's like, hey, my clutch is slipping. Like it, it's like slipping really bad. First thing that comes to my mind is I'm like, oh, well, like you're going to fucking, sorry. Uh, no. You're going to have to drive it. Like we ain't replacing a clutch at the track. I don't know what you think we are. <laughs> but <laughs> we ain't paid to do this. We ain't, we ain't no mechanics. Um, and you know, he was like, you know, oh, um, it's like really bad guys. So we made the decision to start tearing the truck apart and get the, get the clutches replaced. And, um, luckily Michael Scott, uh, had some spare clutch discs and, we we got to work we were getting it and got everything apart got the clutches you know back on the transmission and then you know it was just being stubborn trying to get the transmission lined up with the splines back into the motor and really like it didn't want to line up at all so they started the four bolts and they pretty much cranked that bitch until it <laughs> sat um, hey. and at this point, like they're calling us for qualifying, like trucks get to get to the scales for qualifying. And we're still trying to figure out how to get this transmission in. And I'm like, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out, well, are, is he going to qualify Scott's truck? Is he, you know, is somebody else going to let us qualify their truck? Cause I had, I had zero faith in this whole deal. I was like, this is not a good idea. You know, we're going to miss something and then it's just going to be catastrophic. Well, we finally get it bolted up. And, you know, as we're like putting the drive shaft in, Curtis is strapped in, ready to go to where, I mean, we, we set it on the, on the ground and he was already gone before we could, even think he was he was on the ground um went out qualified second on the first lap and we're like hey okay. that's great you know this whole thing worked and then he qualified it on the pole we're like oh that was that was a roller coaster of emotions right there right but um yeah kind of after that whole deal curtis got on the podcast and Mr. Brandon Hall here, you know, kind of making fun of me because I, I never work on anything and I'm just over there chilling with a cheeseburger in my head. And... I, well, <laughs> that I night in particular, any because you guys were parked Curtis's spot, at least that year, was right next to the bathrooms there on the at the or the uh, concession stand there. Yeah. And, I'm telling you, every time I went, you know, to use the little boys' room, you're by beside the trailer, by the grill, with a burger in your hand, and I'm like, 
man, some help this guy is he's just doing a <laughs> clout, get a free t-shirt, do it for, you know, for the pictures. And so, yeah, I thought it was a good opportunity when, uh, well, it always Curtis seemed on. that Curtis would snap a picture of you too with a cheeseburger. Oh, exactly. there he is. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, Curtis is on, so I'm just going to say it. You're, uh, your crew member is hurting you by eating so many cheeseburgers. So, right. I never, never thought it was going to go anywhere. And then come the first open practice of this year, um, you know, I think it was a couple guys. They were like, Oh, look, it's cheeseburger. I'm like, who are you guys talking about? And they're looking right at me. I'm like, you know, and I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You know, um, and never really thought about it. And then season opener, we were running. And, I mean, just everybody. Chris Cox, <laughs> Jordan Abeda, Brent Cave, Alex Rodriguez. You know, pretty much everybody I raced with. They are like, hey, what's up, Cheeseburger? And I'm like, this is going to be a long season if you guys are already giving oh, me this crap. That's um, Yeah. And it kind of just stuck from there, you know. Everybody kind of started calling me cheeseburger and then, you know, more and more people found out about it. And then people are taking pictures of me from across the pit lane <laughs> as I'm in the concession stand. You know, most famous one is uh, a beta. He was over by Chris Cox and them. And, you know, he's got a perfect picture and it looks like I'm nine months pregnant. In the concession stand line, and I'm like, guys, you gotta at least Photoshop it out or something. Like, I can't be looking this bad, Um, you know. So it was a, it was one of those that I was like, Jordan, you at least gotta do something about the Photoshop or. Make me look like I got a six pack or something. I I did lose about five pounds at least. Well, I will say the um, so a lot of people, a, a lot of viewers don't know. Ian also has a sidekick nickname for in the off season in I racing, and oh, uh, I, I guess we this one. yeah we uh, Ian and I have had for better or for worse a lot of run ins on the virtual side. Um, all it, all Brandon's fault, by the way. No, absolutely not. All, Anybody all in the comments will attest that it's always you wrecking me for no damn reason at all. I could be minding my own in sixth place and then 82 gets behind me and then I'm in the pits and that's, yeah. but anyway, so we had, a, we had a bunch and that's actually how I met uh, Ian was I racing and uh, just started talking on Facebook and whatnot. But um, moral of the story there is, is cheeseburger is his nickname in the real racing season. And then Ian Gibbs is his nickname in the mm-hmm. off season. So for those of you uh, Ty Gibbs fans, I apologize in advance, but uh, when, you know, Ty has been known to wreck a few people in the Xfinity in the in the Cup <laughs> Series now, but uh, yeah, we just uh, kind of came up with that nickname, Ian Gibbs, because for whatever reason, he can't stay off my bumper. Um, and in the and uh, get ready job. this winter, it, I'm, it it's coming back for he's worse. Like I got a full season under my belt, a real racing man. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. I know how to use yeah. a bumper now. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, he know he knew how to use it before. <laughs> Trust me, I had plenty of DNFs because of this man, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting revenge. He's he's coming out for blood this off season. Honestly, I haven't even touched this old girl in <laughs> just five months. Wee man. 
Weeman's out of control every night. He's mm-hmm. just oh yeah. no, I Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's good old Chris Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, next time you're pissed at him, Ian Gibbs, not cheeseburger. Ian Gibbs. Yeah. That was kind of a that was a definitely a Ty Gibbs move. Yeah. When yeah. you're not when you're not mad at Ian, it's cheeseburger. When you're mad at Ian, it's Gibbs. Ian Gibbs. Yep. Yeah. Ian Gibbs. He's uh hopefully we got a lot of cheeseburgers instead of <laughs> yeah. Ian Gibbs. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's cool to have a sidekick, though. I mean, Ian Gibbs in the winter and cheeseburger in the summer. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it works out. Uh, yeah. So, being Rook of the Year, how are you feeling about that? Uh, it was so coming into the season, we really we set some goals for ourselves. Um, not really knowing what to expect. You know, I kind of figured where the car was going to be. Um, and this was my first time ever racing before July at CNS. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, trying to figure out, well, how hot, how slick, how, you know, how does the rubber build up? How does it change throughout the night? Because it, it's definitely going to change between April and May versus October, you know, mm-hmm. these last couple of years when I've only been running in September and October. So we set out, you know, Want to win rookie of the year for sure. And then, you know, if we could finish top 10 in points, that would be a win for us. Uh, you know, knock out some top 10 finishes, finish in tech once or twice. Um, and really, we we achieved everything we wanted to. Um, you know, got, got a top five once, um, kind of a battle of attrition race for sure. Um, rookie of the year, um, and then finished sixth in the final overall points. So, nice. um, really just, I think I far exceeded, um, or we far exceeded our expectations coming into the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just gave us a lot to learn and work off of and get better for next season. Cause I'll, I'll tell you one thing, you know, everybody, you know, whether you talk to a GAM driver or a late model or super late, you know, every division has their um, guys that are going to be the ones to beat every every week when they show up. You know, Kyle Clegg and Ahmad or, you know, Robertson's, Eggleston and the super lates, whatever. Um, it, this super stock field, I mean, it's, it's jam-packed with a lot oh, yeah. of talent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Chris Nelson, he's, he's raced super stocks for, I think six or seven years and he's raced trucks and, you know, Jordan Abeda with, you know, pretty much same amount of super stock time. And he's raced his late model, um, Brent cave, late model experience, mm-hmm. Jeremy wall with his like 25 figure eight championships at this point. Um, you know. Chris Cox, he's been racing for longer than I know. And, you know, probably longer than you've been alive there. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, when Mike Cox comes out and when uh, Adam Hilton came out in Aubrey's car, you know, those guys have been racing longer than I've been on this earth. And it's, yeah. you know, you know, you kind of, you're able to run with them, but they just out experience you at the end. Yeah. You know, 
Like when I, when Adam came, um, it was definitely, definitely felt like I was faster, but I mean, he, he knew exactly how to slow me up, where to slow me up, how to, you know, how to get my front bumper to make him faster. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's part of racing. And, um, but, you know, racing with guys like those and Mike and Chris and it, it teaches you a lot and, you know, just being able to kind of race with that kind of experience is something that'll definitely pay off um, oh, yeah. years down the road. But in the mm-hmm. moment, you're kind of like, dude, I, it, it's it's frustrating, but it's also humbling at the same time. You're like, you know, you kind of got to take it for what it is and mm-hmm. realize that these guys are always going to out-experience out you and, um, you know, just try to figure out how to, what what they're doing and how you can overcome that or how you can eventually do that you know yeah well there's uh, a baby cheeseburgers out at the track you can uh, be saying the same thing i'll be like man that ian you know (laughs) oh ian gibbs over there he's he's been out here a long time right so what are they what do they call it the uh at mcdonald's what are the cheeseburgers called the the big macs oh the big macs oh the the little little ones. ones Like in the the well, Wendy's is meal. junior. Well, Wendy's is junior okay. cheeseburger. Whatever the hell they call it, junior cheeseburgers out there. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> like yeah, the Big Macs out there, fucking you know, stomping up a storm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so before we get into, uh, I'm sh- sure what's going to be a great giving some love and segment. What uh, you kind of alluded to about what are the plans for for you and everything next year? Are you are d- jumping into any other divisions for a one-off or you're secretly building a super late model behind this super stock. What's, what's in store for you? Uh, you know, just kind of work on the super stock all off season. You know, I don't, I don't really have any other plans, you know, it's just really, you know, small team. Um, you know, we, I'm very fortunate to have the sponsorship help I do have. Um, and it's just, you know, a lot of, close family friends or um, just guys that I've known for a long time. Um, But, you know, just stay in the super stocks and just keep learning, keep trying to uh, quote unquote master my craft. um, Mm -hmm. And just, you know, I, I, we learned a lot with the setup and, you know, what this car likes to do and, um, what I kind of like in a car. Um, so, you know, kind of just work on that, work on scales, work on, you know, you know, experimenting with a couple things. Um, and I think the big thing this off season is kind of just, you know, go through the whole drive line, you know, just make sure that, you know, when, when you talk and you're on the backstretch getting pulled by these guys by a car length, you're like, I got no motor, like, you know, what's up? And, you know, you can have the biggest motor in the world, but if you got a transmission bearing or, you know, if your transmission is just not gliding the way that it should or the rear end got has a bad bearing or it's, you know, just tight, you know, mm-hmm. you're always going to be down on power when, you know, just some of these small maintenance things that, 
you know, you kind of overlook sometimes that, well, that's, that's the problem. You know, you, you just can't get it past the flywheel. So mm-hmm. yeah. just kind of a lot of that, um, you know, I definitely throw it out there that anybody that wants to let me hot lap their mod or their lake, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed, but, um, Hey, you're more than welcome to jump in the outlaw cart, buddy. Hey. <laughs> Anytime you want. I don't know if I'd fit in the outlaw cart. Yeah, we'll make you fit. It'll be all right. I think I, think I saw Jordan Abeta out there somewhere. Yeah, so, Jordan. Got, I, I know he's, he's got a light model light around already. So I, I, I know there's I know there's some guys. You know mm-hmm. that guy. That guy. You know I I know they got a mod sticking around somewhere. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so. Uh, like I mentioned, we'll uh, get into the Give Me Some Lovin' segment. I'm sure this one's going to be beautiful. So uh, we always got to ask our guests while the guests start thinking about their questions, comments, getting those rolling in the in the queue there. You've seen Days of Thunder, correct? I've seen it like once or twice. I couldn't okay, quote well, the movie for you, but. I thought he was being sarcastic for a minute, but now you hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know once I. Once or twice? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Oh, I know. Well, that's that, okay. I, Everything I you just I'm mentioned and what you're going to do in the off season. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to watch right that <laughs> every week until you can quote. I'm going to give 90%. you a multiple choice quiz right after <laughs> exactly. off season. Oh, I was never good at quizzes. That's why I failed out of college. That's why I'm giving well, you multiple hey, choice. You know, college is hard, right? <laughs> oh, speaking of failing, this guy below us couldn't even uh, answer the uh, Scrub and Tires podcast trivia. He texted oh, me and said this yeah, is too you, hard. You guys made that way too, <laughs> way too hard. No, it wasn't. It was uh, easy questions that you could easily get on Spotify, get on Facebook and answer. But uh, yeah. Or you could just come to the sources. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't say we wouldn't help you answer the questions. I wasn't part of that. That's that's fair, I guess. Oh man, it was kind of down grading when I got a zero percent, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, screw school. (laughs) Uh, well, thank you for participating anyway. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) we should give him the hard luck award. Give him a free sticker or something. Hey, I like that award. Oh, all right. Well, I uh, I see some uh, questions popping up. So without further ado, we'll play the uh, segment or the uh, intro. We haven't done this in four weeks now. It's been a while. It might be a little rusty. So fans, viewers, get those uh, questions uh, rolling and we'll play them for old Ian Cheeseburger Clark here. I uh, was dying laughing in the background there, Mr. Blair Cooper, with this comment here. Ian and I practiced drafting with sugar packets the last race, which <laughs> Days of Thunder quote there, or I guess uh, uh, scene in the movie. Um, so thank you. I about just pissed myself during the break there. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Jake, lead us off with uh, Miss Melody's yeah. question here. What's your favorite memory so far of racing? Oh, wrecking Brandon Hall every winter. 
Um, man, that's hard. Um, it doesn't even have to be you racing, being a part of racing. Oh, uh, well. Man, you can't get stumped on the first one. Come on yeah, now. I know. He's got that many um, memories, man. So favorite mm. part of racing, I'd probably have to. Memory, not part. Favorite memory, you know, um, is when Curtis and everybody won the championship last year. You know, that was a that was a big deal. Um, you know, 2020, you know, a lot of things happened and, but, you know, we didn't get the trophy for that one. Um, but 22, you know, kind of being out of it, I think we were third in points going into that race and, you know, we kind of all just, um, stuck together and did what we knew what to do. And, you know, with all the adversity that we fought that day, you know, that, that made it really special and, um, you know being able to be part of a championship team in that sense. Nice. All right. Very good. Very nice. All right. Uh, next one from, uh, what'd you call him? Texas, Tim. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Okay. What are two things I told him to fix on the car to make it better? Well, if the camera was pointed a little bit more this way, you'd be able to see the right, the left rear, uh, hoop that goes over the axle it's definitely not necessarily a hoop or a curve it's kind of like a triangle almost um and he's he's told me for about two years get that fixed get that fixed and um at, at this point i i need to take it to a frame jig or get the get the good old duramax or something out and pull it out and you know just been um, trying everything else and, um, definitely just need to get everything straight, get everything right. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be battling things all season. And then you're like, well, you know, your left rear frame, frame hoops kind of, kind of messed up, you know, that, that could be it, but mm-hmm. just gotta, just gotta work on all those things and get mm-hmm. everything like it should be. Absolutely. The second thing. I was going to say. Uh, he's probably going to kill me, but I don't remember the second thing. <laughs> I I think he probably texted it to me like two days ago, but I don't remember the second Ian, thing. Ian is a Snapchatter, Texas Tim. If you text him, he won't <laughs> respond. you got to Snapchat him. He's very millennial. Uh, you know, it just – some or information goes Gen in, Z and then like two hours later it's out. So, <laughs> Yep. Unless you gotta, it's a you gotta cheeseburger or something, you know, it, it's <laughs> there you go. hard to... Write your message in a cheeseburger. <laughs> get across. All right, Jake. All right, Mr. Brent Cave. I want to know what is Ian's favorite time on the track this year? My favorite time on the track this year was probably the biggest shit show race of the year um, when I finished fourth. Um, actually, ahead of Brent... Um, kind of got to have that bragging right. Some throwing shade at the Superstock champion. <laughs> the one time that his whole nose was caved in and steering wheel upside down. I remember him talking to me under red, and he's like, "Why steering wheels? You know, all the way upside down." And I'm like, "Well, that kind of sucks." <laughs> um, That's but good. Um, you know, it's kind of just weird because that race had 
everything that could go bad went bad, you know. Left rear trailing arm brake, you know, left front control arm shafts and control arms bent, you know, everything was broken on the car. I think that was that wasn't the overheating night, but you know, it was um it was one of those races that you had all this adversity. I think I went from the front to the back, back to the front, back to the back. I probably pulled off the track two or three times, um, you know. And for whatever reason, when you start bending all this stuff, you know, it actually starts to drive better. And you're like, <laughs> I have no idea how, how this is working. Happen? I could sail it in on the outside, you know, right along my cox. Or, you know, I think I actually passed Brent Cave on the outside. Throwing a lot of shade at him. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's probably he's probably gonna wreck. Oh, you'll him. get a phone call after this. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, just being able to, you know, take all that adversity and still finish fourth. That was my first top five ever. Um, and kind of in the fashion that we did, you know, obviously everybody's car was torn up and you know it wasn't raw speed that made it happen but that was probably the most fun i've had believe it or not all right i remember well, sometimes that your worst days are your best days yeah i remember that night because we raced right after you guys and uh sitting there in staging i was like oh no ian's in the back and all of a sudden like my yeah. partner gets on the radio he's like cheeseburgers moving up he's in the top five now and then all of a sudden it was like five to go or something like that it's like cheeseburgers in fourth you never know you could squeak one out here so it's like come on cheeseburger let's go that was uh that was definitely a long night i couldn't imagine sitting and staging for all that long yeah there was one point i even queued up to him was like they're gonna cut their laps here of how many cautions yeah, in a row they they had. i was just saying i think yeah. they did that night i think you had like what, 12 to go, and they put you guys to, like, three to go? Yeah, I, it was, like, eight or nine to go, and they put us to a green-white checkered. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. So And they did it. You guys, I remember, because you guys were, like, not even really lined up yet. You're going into one and two. All of a sudden, the yellow lights go out. The pace car lights go out. And all of a sudden, it's, like, everybody's scrambling to go two by two. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, they're going green. Yeah. Classic. They're like, get Classic. this race over with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one is from your uh, iRacing wife, Mr. Mark Bremkamp. Uh, what are you looking forward to most on Saturday? Uh, honestly, just having a hopefully a good turnout, you know, in our divisions, really, because what's kind of been sad is just, you know, I, I don't really know what to put the blame on or whatever, but, you know, lately we've had – nine ten maybe 12 cars in our division and you know you're like man it's kind of you know it's nice because guaranteed a top 10 or top 11 or whatever but you're like you know it's it's fun when you have 20 25 30 cars Mm -hmm. and you know it makes it really hard to get into a fast dash or you know when you finish top 10 or top five in those races you're like you know, damn, like that, that wouldn't have came easy. Um, but 
hopefully we get some good cars and um, it'd be a lot of fun to have 30, 25 to 30 good cars. Um, and what I've noticed is the more cars we get, the less stuff we tear up. When we have nine cars, no, it, it turns into a demo derby. Oh yeah, everybody's um, got to fight for getting that win. What? Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't know if the ninth place car can see the leader, and they're like, "Oh, I got a <laughs> shot to win this thing." I mean, I know I'm in. That. I'm in. I'm probably the one in ninth, being like, "Hey, I can see Chris Cox for once." So, um, <laughs> I got a shot. No. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, you got a lot of uh, good comments, genuine comments here from Adam Hilton. Uh, is Kim obviously Kim to you? Who's that? Huh? Kim Clark. Kim Clark. Oh, Who's that to you? Yeah, that's my mom. I okay. Say, I think well, that's your mom, right? We'll get your mom on there. So yeah, we're yeah, proud yeah. of you. Don't make him cry now. Uh, <laughs> we'll bounce to uh, Devin with uh, Jake here. What was the hardest thing to overcome during your first couple of times on the track? And also, is there a special significance behind the 82? So definitely the first, the really big part about being in a car and the biggest thing I've still had to work on overcoming this year is for me being able to get in the car Get your nerves calmed down. Assess what everything, assess everything that's going on. You know, that's you know for the longest time. You know, I'd get into this car to hot lap whatever, and you're you're too worried about you know making sure you got nobody around you or that you're you're not gonna wreck yourself in the hot laps to where you're you're uh, you're taking time off of you know what's the car doing how. How's it getting into the corner? How's it getting off? What am I doing different that's doing it? You know, just being able to actually assess the car and take that information and actually give it to the crew and for them to be able to change that because, you know, you can be in over your head and just, you know, trying to make laps out there and then you come in and you're like, I had no idea what it was doing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, really, i that's been the biggest challenge for me. Um, this year helped a lot just being constantly in the car. Um, you know, after you've been in the car the last three weeks, you're, you know, you get everything settled down and you just, mm -hmm. you're able to feel the car better and, um not have a year off and then you get in the car for the first time and you're, you you kind of got to relearn everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the significance of the 82 was actually, that was, so my dad had a whole bunch of different numbers that he would race with. Um, and near the end of his career, he started doing the number 82 and that's actually why it's painted red. Cause it's got the red with the two white, uh, super sport stripes. Um, cause he, I think his last car was like a 71 Chevelle and, um, it was pretty much made to look I, cl as close to identical as possible to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we were rebuilding it last season, I asked Gary that if I could run the 82 and he's like, yeah, you know, do your thing, you know, 
I'll get you the stickers made up. We'll go through the same graphics person that we get our 86 through. Mm-hmm. Um, and he let me run the 82 and nice. it's pretty much been like that ever since, but definitely, definitely kind of a throwback to when my dad was racing. Nice. That's awesome. Very good. All right. Uh, next one on deck comes from Mr. Spotter himself. Do you enjoy spotting? And I, uh, want to tell i want you to tell people how you got involved in spotting so i i definitely gotta thank brandon um for helping no 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 kudos here (laughs) i i want you to tell the honest story huh i want you to tell the honest story about how that all came about so the first time i had ever got asked to spot was for one of my best friends tanner scarberry um Mr. Gymnastics out of turn four. Um, <laughs> yeah. Give him a 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, he came to me and he was like, hey, do you, you know, we'd kind of talked about it a couple times, but I was like, dude, I've never spotted before. And when you start getting into these upper divisions, you know, I would always look at it like, you know, if something happens on the track, most of the time spotters start to yell at spotters and you're like, I'm a non-confrontational guy. <laughs> no, that, there's no me. yelling that goes on up there at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Everybody's um, nice to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you start dumping cars and wrecking yeah. stuff. It, there's never it's an argument. Deal. There. Nah. Um, but I kind of reached out to a couple of guys and I texted Brandon. I was like, hey, dude, I've never spotted before. Like, could do you have any tips or whatever? I was like, yeah, so we hopped on iRacing and we went into this like hosted race or whatever. And I pretty much just watched his car all the way and kind of was like fake spotting for him. Um, and this was like two hours before the race that I was spotting Tanner for. Yep. And I was like, great. I feel a little less. You're good to go now. Yeah. I, I feel like I've got all this experience and um, it's like a wee man sticker on the back of his pier stock. Don't worry. I've done this on iRacing. Yeah. <laughs> I should have worn that to the spotter stand. That, <laughs> that probably would have got a couple different oh, looks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, that's kind of how it all started and I've really came to enjoy it. Um, but I do gotta say, legends are a son of a bitch to spot for, oh, and it, it's just one of those things that you know nothing could have prepared me for that. Because I'd be spotting for Tanner, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're clear two back," and then all of a sudden they go into the corner, and you're like, "Nope, they're at your door." <laughs> yeah, you're five wide. That's hard <laughs> to spot for. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this season kind of got. A couple more, you know, phone calls, you know, spotted for Delray Trantham, a couple races, spotted for Tim Code in the truck. Uh, you know, I spotted for Curtis a race last year, spotted for Tanner on his return this year. Uh, Austin awesome. Radasta in the super late model for the big Butch No race. Um, hey, moving on, Kyle, up, buddy. Kyle Clegg in the late model. That one was actually kind of easy to spot for. Um, well, yeah, you're you're, shut your mouth. <laughs> you're you're good about five back to the rest of the field. I'm gonna oh, yeah. shut up now. <laughs> um, Let me know if you need anything. I mean, yeah. ice cream. Um, yeah. But no, it's it's been really fun, and 
Um, just Jeremy Wall in the mod too, right? Yep, Jeremy Wall in the mod. That was, um, I love Jeremy to death, but uh, he was about the only one that actually talks back to the spotter during the race because all these other guys, you know, it's always interesting trying to figure out how much to talk to them versus how little, you know. Like Tim Cote, he doesn't want a lot of information versus Kyle Clegg or, you know, some of these guys who are like, give me as much information as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said for years, you know, I racing with Jeremy, I was like, man, I would do anything to hear Jeremy's in-car radio. Oh, my goodness. I, well, I would pay to hear Well, that. I heard it and, <laughs> you know, we didn't have a real good mic set up. So, you know, kind of in the car and... <laughs> Should have called Frank. I, I made the mistake of, you know, no idea what you just said. And then he he was like, he started throwing F-bombs and, you know, because I think we were halfway through the race and we were talking about, you know, a lap car or uh, I think C.J. Wilson had came to the back and then he was coming back up front and he's, you know, and then he's like, I got to know when the leaders are coming. I'm like, they're not the leaders. Keep going. Like, you know, the leaders are half a straightaway behind you. Um, And he kind of got, you know, after the couple F-bombs, you know, I let it silent for a lap. I let him do his thing and then started keep going again. And, um, you know. Sometimes you just got to let him calm down. Yeah. I was like, you know, we got to get you a different button or something to, press in there yeah the the one that's not connected so you can just yeah yeah but no it was it's been a lot of fun and um hopefully we got a couple more uh guys that i spot for next year but we'll see absolutely i'm glad you're uh enjoying it oh yeah all right it looks like uh this is the last question this is gonna be a good one so i'll give it to uh mr jake here oh yeah all right, Mr. Chris Cox, would you rather get a cheeseburger patch on your race suit or a cheeseburger tattoo? Well, you know, honestly, that one's pretty easy because I've never been a tattoo guy. Um, so I'd probably have to get a cheeseburger patch on my suit. But I've been debating about, you know, should I have my helmet painted as a cheeseburger? Absolutely. Or, Do it. Um, something on one side, there's like a little ketchup dripping out or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you know, this this car's got some rough edges on it. You know, as I get through, sit on the door, and um, you know, at, at, you know, the fire suit keeps getting to keeps getting tighter and tighter for some reason, and I don't Weird. understand why. Um, <laughs> I think it's shrinking somehow, but yeah, um, damn dry cleaner, yeah, <laughs> um, but you know when you when you throw your leg over, you know, then you're like, man, I just ripped the back half of my suit, whatever. So I may just have to get a new suit. And um, I don't got the thousands of dollars to get a whole cheeseburger suit, but we could definitely raise enough money for you. I Mm -hmm. guarantee it. (laughs) Guarantee it. Maybe there'll be a big old patch or something, maybe on the back or something. You know who I think would be a great help. Mr. Adam Hilton. He'll probably have a 3000 for you tomorrow. Oh yeah. Fundraiser uh, already put up for you. Go fund I me. like that idea. We could start a little uh, fundraiser GoFundMe for uh cheeseburger to get a, a patch on his on his fire suit. I have no idea what what are they? Five hundred bucks maybe? Uh, I, uh, I was looking at a couple and 
you know, depending on who you go to, it's you're like, damn, that's a lot for a fire suit. Hey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We can make it happen. Hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, we'll see. We'll smoke okay. up more of them lawns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe I go. need to start going back and doing that. Yeah, the the thing that created this whole financial nightmare for him. Go back to yeah. it. Awesome. Thanks, <laughs> um, so, uh, as you mentioned before, um, we've had a lot of people obviously help you get to this point, helping you currently. So obviously we, we want to uh, give you that time to, to thank those people. And um, then we'll, we'll pause there to say, if you've, you're, you're a Scrub and Tires podcast listener, we've had a lot of success with guests coming on here this year winning races, winning championships. So got one race left could be in the, could be in the works for you. You never know. I, I did see somewhere from, I believe Kyle Carrasco's like putting a bounty on dumping Mark in this race or something. Well, you know, I thought we won't some... get into all that, but, yeah, but hey. humble, uh, Mr. Wee man, huh? Right. Okay. Well, that's why I said he's your eye racing wife. Cause <laughs> yeah. for those of you who don't know, starting now till April, Every week we hear these two banter back and forth about who's wrecking who, so it makes sense. It, it's always Mark. It's always Mark's fault. I don't know, Ian Gibbs. I think you <laughs> might have an hand in that. Yeah, you're right. Um, but no, I. So first and foremost, I got I got to thank my family. You know, they're they're definitely the ones that keep letting me do all this. And you know, like I said, it's you know getting to the racetrack. It's really me and my dad out here. Um, you know, every night, you know, we, we definitely have our crew guys, um, at the track, Donnie, Landon, Caleb, Tanner, um, those guys come out and help me and, you know, makes the track a lot easier, but throughout the week, you know, it's just me and my dad, you know, kind of getting everything done. And, um, I got to give a huge shout out to him because, you know, he lets me use this truck. He lets me use this trailer. Um, you know, he's, you know, I won't say I've been uh, a silver spoon kid because, you know, a lot of this, you know, all the parts, all the stuff I've put into this car, you know, it's definitely put a lot of my own time and money, but he's definitely helped with a lot of the big financial of, you know, a trailer these days cost a ton, so. You know, being yes, able do. to do that and mom for always coming out, brother, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Leary's, um, they helped us out a lot with shocks this year and um, being able to kind of have somebody to go to. Uh, Buckeye Welding for all their nitrogen, you know, that's a huge money saver when you start talking about a whole season and all the nitrogen you use. Um Mike Barb and Rob Larkin, you know, they were my very first sponsor. Um, before I ever had a race car, they sponsored me a couple hundred bucks, you know, all my safety equipment and everything helped me buy that. So, you know, that was definitely a, a huge thank you to them. Um, Aunt Kathleen, Uncle Doug, you know, um, my coworker Landon and Allison, they've, they sponsored me a couple times. We made a deal that every top 10 I got, they were going to throw in a hundred or 200 bucks. And he's, hey. he's like, 
I like that. To be honest, I didn't realize we were going to have nine cars in the main event. I <laughs> the whole top ten deal. If hey, there was no deal that. on how many cars there had. Yeah, you just said top ten. Right. <laughs> right. Um, obviously, coat transportation with Gary, Tim, and Steve. Um, those guys have um, been a huge help to me. Jeremy Wall, you know, he's always the guy that ends up calling me three times a week and get to bounce stuff the ideas off of them so a lot of those guys nathan gasser's helped me a lot um you know there there's way too many people to thank and i i know i'm forgetting a lot um but you know there's this this isn't easy and you know there's there's a lot of times when you're frustrated because you can't figure something out or you know you're just you're like, I, I need somebody to talk to or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. that side or the financial side, they're, they're both big helps. And um, I, I really could not have done it without any of them. And um, I'm just the fortunate one to be behind the wheel of the thing. Nice. There you go. Very well said. Very well said. Well, buddy, like I said at the top of the show, I'll uh, bounce it to Jake, but just want to uh, appreciate you uh, coming on here. And, uh, you know, we've we've gained a, a big friendship over the last couple of years, even though you wreck me every week. But it's all fun and games. And uh, Just get ready. It's, yeah, it's well, coming back even worse. I may I may retire from my racing with, oh, with that come being on. said. Oh, God. <laughs> at least let me wreck you one more time before you actually, do. Actually, my, uh, my screensaver is actually uh, me, you, Mark Neff at uh, North Wilkesboro last year, if you remember. I, that I was pissed. I, I felt like I should have won that race still. Well, you didn't. So, hey. so if you would have wrecked him, you probably would have. Yeah. I would have had to wreck Mark Neff, and I, I did yeah, that once and that. learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, I'll pass to Jake here, but sincerely appreciate you coming on, buddy. It's uh, been a good time, and um, I hope everybody got to know you a little bit more and uh, see you at the racetrack and, you know, give you shit about being cheeseburger. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, double cheeseburger, you know, i got to thank you for uh, being on, of course, too. <laughs> got to throw that double cheeseburger in there. Double. <laughs> that yeah, sounds good right know. about now. It's yeah, like 50 and I still have an eight. Yeah, see, now he's got to go get that double cheese. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, yeah, building that friendship with you over the last two years uh, has been awesome. Great having you out at the track all, you know, all year long and seeing your progression this year. It's it's been great. So happy and excited for you for next year, especially with Rookie of the Year again. So congratulations on that. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's a hard battle on that one. And uh, we'll be out there this Saturday with the, my niece and the Bandolero. So since you'll be out there, we'll, we'll be cheering you on. So one more to go. Let's try yeah. and go for that W. Absolutely. If I have to go stab some tires as they're going across the cycles, oh. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. There you go. <laughs> well, buddy, like Jake said, uh, good luck this weekend. And uh, try to, you know, close out on a high note. Go get yourself a dub. Uh, try to advance a couple more spots in the in – the, uh, points there and uh yeah i appreciate you joining man and uh big big future ahead of you in the super sock division so looking forward to mm-hmm. watching you throughout your young career which i did not realize how young you were so very good for you i'm <laughs> jealous so uh yeah appreciate you coming on buddy thank you guys for having me i really appreciate yep. it absolutely all right everybody ian clark on the scrubbing tires podcast all right uh well we uh thoroughly enjoyed that one it's always a, a good laugh with ian i know my, my face kind of hurts from 
kind of laughing yeah. this whole time. He's just a, he's just a laughable guy. What can yeah. you say? Uh, so with that, um, we have uh, two more segments left in the show for you tonight. Um, uh, Jake's going to give you the rundown of the CNS weekend recap and the look ahead, as we just discussed with uh, Mr. Ian Clark. Uh, and then we're going to get into green flag, black flag segment. Hopefully uh, Jordan joins us at some point. But if not, uh, Jake and I will do our, our best here to uh, give you some good entertainment. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we're going to pause here, uh, take a, a sip of Powerade and a sip of uh, L Pendleton uh, and talk about our good friends at the agency. Uh, I know uh, tired of hearing it by now, but uh, you never know when you need to buy, sell or get the price value of your home. Um, and if you need to do that, there that market is very saturate, saturated, I understand. Uh, but my wife is really good at what she does, and uh, we would value your business, uh, much like Jake at the citywide level would. Uh, so if you're looking in the market, please uh, give my wife a call. Uh, it'd be first-class service, I assure you of that. But uh, without further ado, we'll play that, and then uh, Jake will lead us off for uh, some CNS action. Big one, too. All right, Scrub and Tires podcast listeners and viewers. If you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell a home or an investment property, find out how much your current home is worth in the ever-changing housing market. Okay, okay, I got it. Let's go to the chase. You want a bigger shop for that new race car you just got, right? Well, let's get you in touch with one of the premier global real estate brokerages and new to the Denver and Colorado market, the agency. As I mentioned, the agency is a premier global real estate brokerage team having business in nine countries and counting, including 80 plus offices. What does that mean for you? You get the expertise of some of the most trusted, seasoned, and highest recruited real estate agents right here in your backyard to serve the Denver and Colorado regions. If you're ready to get started, give the Scrub and Tires podcast official real estate company and real estate agent, Mike Land Hall, a call today at 719-480-3477 and experience for yourself the unmatched service you will receive from start to finish. Yes, indeed. There you go. Getting ready for the off season. Got to upgrade your stuff. Yep. Seriously, you need a bigger shop. Hey, you know I, do. I do. I do. My my outlaw card here, is small, but damn it, I need a, a bigger garage. Shoot, the only things are going around here. I need a bigger shop too. Just the whole yeah. deal. Uh, just cars, just yeah. trailers, and all the equipment we're getting and stuff. It's like I'm losing room here. Yeah. Well, you know who to call, Jake. Yes, I do. All right, so we're going to get into the uh, weekend recap of this past weekend, Saturday, September 30th, so ending the uh, September month. Uh, we had the Bella Flooring America Challenge Cup, America. Uh, America. We had the Super Late Miles Super Stock Special and Figure 8 Special. Um, I was going to go to this one, um, just didn't end up feeling up to it. I wasn't feeling right, but... Still wanted to go, but my heart was there for everybody. <laughs> um, but, uh, man, I didn't think this would happen. Uh, the weather was looking nice, and all of a sudden, just not so much. So I know everybody that was out there uh, had a little issue. Like I, I want to say it was probably right at qualifying, right? Because I, I don't think the super late models qualified if I saw it, cause they didn't have them on race monitors. So yeah, I, I know it's had like 14 practices or something. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Race monitor sucks. I hate race monitor, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so at least, at least we got racing in. That was the biggest, biggest thing. Cause I hearing from some people, it was kind of an up and down kind of thing. And the figure eights almost lost their first main event and 
started raining in the middle of the super stocks and you know all kinds of stuff so we got some racing in and what a good weekend it was so uh kind of go through race monitor here uh get out of that one and go to that one so with uh Colorado national speedway not putting up their recap yet the figure eights are obviously not on race monitor but i do Just remember first. I do remember who won because at least they posted it on Facebook. Uh, but we'll start with the super stocks real quick. Uh, so feature one I was watching some uh, video out there uh, that people were posting and uh, seemed like it was a good race. Uh, from what I could see, um, Mr. Chris Cox, and he's just a man on a mission the last like couple couple months here. And uh, I, I don't know where he started, but I know he didn't start really toward up because he got quick time i know he got quick time and then i think he started like fourth or fifth chris if you're still out there let me know what when you started but you just slowly start seeing him getting up there battling with everybody i mean uh chris jordan who just uh raced trucks earlier in the year got into a super stocks built by mr hilton beautiful uh, car. yep beautiful car qualified really well uh fourth, there you go yep fourth that's good uh he was up there. I mean, Jordan Abeda, Brent Cave, they're always up there um, racing and battling. Mr. Troy Widar got the got a super stock back out there, so it was good to yeah. see him racing in general. I mean, I know he hasn't really raced a whole lot this year, and, um, you know, I, I love having Troy out there uh, racing and, and seeing him out there. So a lot of good racing uh, happening, but at 49, man, just slowly but surely got up to the front, and there he went. Took the feature one. So congratulations, Mr. Chris Cox. Uh, and then in the second main, uh, I didn't get to see the whole thing on that one. Uh, but same thing. It just seemed like, you know, everybody was having good battles out on the racetrack. And it, it was kind of nice to see that there wasn't a whole lot of drama. I'm sure there's a lot of beating and banging and some other things happening on the track, which is normal. But it's good to see that on championship night, it was some good hard fought battling, you know, especially with uh, Brent Cave in the lead with Jordan Abeda trying to get up there and try and steal that championship there at the end. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I know he was trying real hard. Uh, I know between Chris, Brent and uh, Jordan, they always like to try and especially beat each other, whether it's in yeah. qualifying or heat race or, you know, main event, they always try to upset somebody you know, so nobody gets the clean sleep, but nobody just had anything for that 49 car. It seemed like this weekend and Mr. Chris Cox coming out with your, uh, feature two win. So sweeping the night with qualifying, uh, first feature and second feature. So, um, yes, Chris Cox, uh, Kyle Stidham did do a one hell of a job. I know he was up there, uh, battling with you, uh, in that second feature and making it tough on you, but, um, you know, you love to see that, and especially some of these cars that, you know, they're a good fourth, fifth, sixth place car, but finally get their chance to get up there and, you know, be up front. It's it's kind of weird. You know, you always hear people in NASCAR, you're like, you know, track position is everything. And you wouldn't think that a whole lot on the local series, but really it is. Like, uh, track position is everything. When you got to get into that top five, you know, you have a better chance of really kind of working your way up front when you're kind of up there instead of being 10th, 12th, 13th, having to pass so many cars and especially, 
you know, if you go green to checkered, it's a lot tougher. So uh, when you kind of get that chance to be up there, you know, you got to take advantage of it. So, yeah, a lot of cars up there. Uh, Morris Christner up there in the M60. Uh, Scott, Lyon, uh, Scott Long up there finishing fourth in that second feature. And Brent Cave, your 2023 Superstock champion. And the STP alumni, baby. STP alumni. There you go. Uh, finishing out the top five in that second feature. So, uh, congratulations, Mr. Brent Cave, on a hard-fought year. I know it's been a very up-and-down year. But uh, you overcame a lot and uh, kept bringing the car back out and finishing well. I mean, you win a couple. Three, three wins? Three? I think I do believe three wins, yeah. And then a lot, I mean, tons of top fives. So, I mean, mm -hmm. when you're finishing consistently in the top five, you're always going to be right there in the championship hunt. So when you can get a couple wins in there especially, that's, uh, that's huge. So uh, congratulations again, like I said, Brent. And all the super stock guys that, you know, at times, maybe when you didn't think it was worth coming out, you still got the car out there and you still came out and put a good show on. Uh, I mean, that just goes to the character of all the drivers in the super stocks that, you know, it's for the love of racing more than anything. So yeah. uh, great year by the super stocks again, Mr. Ian Clark. Uh, congratulations on rookie of the year and Chris Cox. And then the uh, super stock year uh, sweep of the night. So uh, very good night for the super stocks. Um, the figure eights, uh, kind of talking to Ian a little bit before the podcast, uh, we had heard there was kind of some drama. So with that rain happening, I heard that they were possibly wanting to skip out on the first figure eight feature, which I'm glad they did not, um, especially for a lot of drivers. They put just as much effort and hard work into their cars to make it out each and every weekend. The last thing you want to do is on your last night of the year be told, well, you're only going to one, one race, you know. Yeah. Especially, you know, since it's raining and you got the super late model show. Like, I understand for time's sake, but you never want to give up uh, a class, a race for a class, especially with earlier in the year, how much rain right. we had. No like, kidding. I'm, I'm glad they made that decision <clears throat> not to. So, um, if I do recall, you know, I've got to. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Um, statistician. I know, right? Uh, good battles all across the board. Uh, a lot of beating and banging I heard was going on, especially in the second race, which we'll talk about in just a second. But uh, as far as your winner, I do believe the first feature was the three car. Uh, Did see that? Yep. Yep. And Jeremy ended up finishing second in that race, if I recall. So uh, congratulations. Oh, I can't, for some reason, think of his name. I know okay. he's a uh, stinker is his car. Uh, I got it here. Uh, uh, uh. Excuse me, technical difficulties. It was. Oh, Jared got second. Excuse me. Oh, no, Jeremy broke with le wild leading. Okay. Michael Wolf Jr., thank you. There you go. Appreciate it, Jared. Appreciate it. Uh, See, this is what happens when they don't post the uh, uh, recaps online fast enough. You get guys like me, they're just out here just rambling on until you can find it out. Yes, Mr. Some Michael opposing Wolf. podcasting platform trying to be uh, cool. I know, right? We're trying to look cool around here. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing around here. 
congratulations, Mr. Mike Wolf Jr. That's an awesome uh, win. Uh, I know that you've been working hard and you've been right there a lot of times, and especially uh, that one race you guys were three wide uh, going to the start finish line. That was awesome. Uh, so in the second race, Mr. Jeremy Wall, as uh, a lot of you uh, have said, that he broke while in the middle of the uh, first race, ended up getting lent a car from Mr. Chris Cox. So the 49 car was not Mr. Chris Cox. He lent his car out there for uh, Mr. Jeremy Wall to uh, race in the final race of the year. So awesome by you, Mr. Chris Cox. I'm sure that car was a handle uh, in and of itself for not only the uh, uh, box car that it is, but especially it's probably set to go left. Yeah, the right hand. back to the right. And since you're so much taller than Mr. Uh, Jeremy Wallum, I also heard you really couldn't see him inside the car. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but at least he got out there to race. And I heard from Mr. Ian Clark, uh, there was a lot of beating and banging, a lot of uh, cautions, I guess, in, the, in that race uh, to the point where um, – Thankfully, they didn't get cut any laps, but I guess it was kind of one of those things where it was getting pretty close. But uh, 49, I guess, kept going back to the back and working a little bit up and wheeling it and going back to the back. Jeremy going to the back? No. Oh, no. You know, that's entertainment. He didn't do yeah, anything wrong. It was all for He wanted to go to the back. Exactly. Um, but your eventual winner for the uh, feature, second feature, was Mr. Jared Wall. So... Uh, congratulations, Jared. Uh, awesome that uh, you keep bringing that thing out there. I love that blue car of yours. I, I, I just the look of it, just how it sits, how it races, the color. I just Old I love school, that. cool. I love that car. So I, I'm thankful that you are still racing. I know you love the mods now, and you're going to still run the mods, but I'm glad you still run the super uh, figure eights out there because that car is one good looking car. No matter how beat up it is, it, <laughs> it still looks really good out there. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, again, figure eights, I love the figure eights. Uh, wish they got a little bit more love than they probably do uh, with certain people. Um, but I mean, they always put on a damn good show. And you know, whether there's 10 cars out there, 20 cars out there, there's always action around somewhere. And you just love, love the, I just love the figure eights. What can you say? They're just, they're just one of the best classes out there to watch and they're good entertainment and you get some great racing and there's a lot of race race car drivers right now that i think give them another year or two figure some stuff out and i don't know if we'll be seeing mr jared wall or jeremy wall getting a championship for you know the year i think there's a couple people that next year you'll be seeing hopefully uh pushing the limits to to jeremy to get that championship but your championship winner for 2023 again, Mr. Uh, Jeremy Wall. So congratulations so, to you, sir. And eighth one, yes, something like that. Yeah, I know. Jeez, it's like Jimmy Johnson awesome. in a figure eight car. <laughs> yeah. <huh>? Seriously, <laughs> good good analogy comparison there. Mm -hmm. But if I do recall, was Mr. Kyle Control the rookie of the year this year in the figure eights? If Could I been. if I recall, let me Wait, just. He was the only rookie, right? think so if, I, if i'm wrong out there let me know i'm gonna go back to my points points here yeah mr kyle control was your uh rookie of the year so there you go. um 
Oh, three rookies. Okay. My yeah, apologies. As I said, I was trying to look here. Yeah. Isaiah Martinez was a rookie, and who else was a rookie? We don't have anybody else with an R up here. By the way, uh, great show by this figure eights, and I hope they get – Oh, Cody Palmore. There you go. Cody Palmore. Okay. I hope they get, like, 25 cars out next year because it says that 22 be wild. have raced throughout the year, and I know they had a pretty good car count this Saturday. So hopefully they can get into that 20 car count consistently. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So it would be a wild show. Yes, it would. Um, all right. And then uh for the you know big feature of the night, the super late models. Um, this one I was surprised at. I mean, for being challenge cup, you you'd think there'd be about 25, 26, something cars out there. I think only 14 ended up showing up for this race. So yeah. That was, I, I checked in on race monitor and I was like, man, I am uh, refresh it, refresh it. I'm like, is this for real? Is this, is this really? But, yeah. Yeah. Is and, this real life? Yeah. And we kind of talked about it, you know, a few weeks ago with the Butch Snow race and how close this was to the Challenge Cup that yeah. it might have been a better idea to almost combine the two, make a huge purse and really try and get some out of towners to come in, you know, mm -hmm. and and make it a huge super late model race but you know things just happen there's other other places around the united states that people go race and especially with uh, the bush snow and then i know there was that race out that jace went to um out in florida at five flags to kind of as a prelude to the derby and then to come back and go right into the uh challenge cup i know it was probably really hard uh, especially with Jace, they ended up wrecking one of the cars, so uh, not probably what they wanted to do. But um, nonetheless, the actually it says 16 drivers at least showed up and made some laps in practice. Um, Mr. Ed Becciarelli getting out there in a super late model again. I was I was pretty surprised at that one, but I'm sure that was the uh, old man saying, you know what, I got to do it one last time in the super, <laughs> especially in Challenge Cup night. Yeah. Uh, getting out there, try to show these uh, these youngins out here how to still do it. But uh, yeah, Ed Ed did pretty well. It's the first the first feature. He got out to the lead and um, held it for a good majority of the race. Uh, There's a lot of other good battles going on on the racetrack, and then Chris Eggleston just kind of slowly started making his way up there and got in a second. And uh, you know, as my brother can allude to. And even Kyle and maybe even Chris Cox now with uh, Ed being in the modified on how he runs his lines. Uh, he makes it very tough on you to pass him. Uh, and if you can get by him, it, it's just one of those things. I don't think like I don't think Ed likes getting passed. Not that I'm <laughs> saying anything about it, but I'm sure he just does not like being passed right. uh, at all. You know, especially you've been doing it for a while, uh, you know. When you're in that age that he's at, it's like, you know, you got to win everything you can and he's going to make it hard on you. And he made it hard on Chris Eggleston in that first feature. And uh, let's see, Edgar pulled off on the track yet yeah, in the tow truck. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Chris finally was working him, working him, working him, set him up perfectly, going into one, got into his inside. And Ed, you know, just racing the way Ed does. That's There's nothing wrong with it. Just that's how Ed runs. You know, kind of run him into the gutter. Chris moved him back up onto the track, you know, just racing deal. Got by him cleanly, got into 30, and then it just seemed like Ed was trying to 
pushing a little hard, trying to catch back up to Chris and just kind of right into the uh, backstretch wall and there mm. he rode all the way down into turn three. So looked like he hit it not hard, but hard enough to where, I mean, he rode it into three. So that ended Ed's night, but uh, did not uh, end I don't even want to say this. Uh, didn't end anybody else's night, I should say, because he was the only one in the incident and was clean racing after that as well. So uh, feature one, uh, Mr. Chris Eggleston in the 22 uh, was your feature one winner. So congratulations, Chris. And then you had Darren, Michael Scott, Brett Yackey, and Cassidy Hines up there in a the top five for your first feature. And then in the second feature uh, was kind of some, some nice – parody i guess you would say in the second race where they had cassidy hines up there for you know a good 20 something almost 30 laps i want to say leading the race brett yaki started making his way got up into uh got up caught cassidy got by her and then pretty much from there he he led the race the rest of the way from there and you had chris eggleston slowly getting back up there got in a second and you thought okay maybe Maybe he can catch Brett, but I think he worked so hard, not only in the first race to try and get by Ed, but then to try and get in the second, uh, in the second race to try and work his way up and uh, catch Brett that I think maybe he just kind of wore, wore his stuff out a little bit uh, and just had nothing else for Brett. But it was good to see that in that second race, it was a lot of good battles, a lot of good battles and clean racing is what i noticed and and i'd love to see that other super late models and i don't think if i recall i think they almost went green to checkered to be honest with you i think they had what one caution maybe two um if yeah, I recall, but uh i mean it was just overall good racing that whole time and and did not see that you know different leaders and different people up there running in the top five getting back and forth kind of thing you had michael scott running the michael scott line couple of times, you know, getting up there and starting to get momentum. And Jake, did I shotgun a beer? No, I did not shotgun a beer tonight, Brittany. Sorry. Never too late. Never too late. Yeah. Um, but it, it was some good racing. So uh, I love to see that. And congratulations to your eventual winner, Mr. Brett Yaki. Uh, I want to say that was his, was that his first win of the year? I don't know uh, how many races he won this year. I, yeah, I think you could be right. It was at least one, if this was the one, if not two, but, uh, you know, when, again, like I said, if you finish top five, top three consistently, you're always up there in a championship battle. And, you know, yep. you win that one race that counts the most, counts the most. So, uh, well, right. I'll say, you know, just, uh, sorry to interject there, but no, when you, when you see the, the winner of the feature, right. Of that night is the championship winner as well that just kind of like that's the cherry on top like yeah you know instead of finishing 10th or whatever like they went out mm -hmm. there they won the race and the champion you know the championship so mm -hmm. just wanted to throw oh yeah you pretty gotta, cool you gotta love that you know it caps off the year for you oh yeah you know finish off the whip especially if it well. was his first win you know what a way mm -hmm. to get your first win of the season so yeah first one of the season end it with the uh, championship and challenge cup that's awesome. So yeah, that too. Yeah. So your top five in your final feature, uh, Mr. Brett Yaki finishing, like I said, with the win 22 is Chris Eggleston second, Michael Scott, 
Brian Yaki making uh making his super late model uh race. I don't I think he might have raced super late models before, so I don't think this is his first it's hard one. to keep up with Yaki's. But yeah, I know. But it's his first one this year. I I do know that. So he uh got into his dad's backup car, Bruce's backup car, finished fourth. That's awesome. Uh, and then Cassidy Hines ended up rounding out your top five. So uh great job by the super late models there was a lot of winners this year in the super late model class so it's that's a tough class i mean there's yeah easily 10 drivers out there that can win on any given night so i i love the super late models uh our good friend kyle ray he was going to make the race was all set to go and then woke up saturday morning and just didn't feel good thought he mm -hmm. had the flu um it's going around he just yeah made that decision not to go so kind of a sucky ordeal for him but you know your health is first and foremost the you know most important thing so um either way though uh great year by the super late models i know it's been an up and down thing for the car count but you know when they go out there they they put on a hell of a show and and they got some of the best race car drivers in colorado and some of the surrounding states making their way out and, and putting on good shows for us so uh like i said brett yaki was your uh 2023 uh champion followed by mr michael scott bruce yaki zach morris and cassidy hines coming in fifth in your championship points um at least that's how it was to start the night i would assume just how things ended up with uh saturday night that that's about the same because there's a pretty good spread between some of the points with first second second third third fourth fourth fifth uh that's probably how it would stay so just judging We'll we'll see what the official points come out once uh, CNS does the recap. But uh, we are not done with the season yet. We still got one more to go. So we got this weekend, October seventh, uh, the Superstock Pure Stocks Figure Eights Legend Special Bandolero Special Trains Demo X and Drift Cars. <sighs> Gotta breathe. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it's Coca Cola Halloween Celebration Trick or Treat Night. So uh, for everybody out there, get the kids, get your friends, get their kids, uh, the nieces, nephews, grandkids, uh, get them out there, get their costumes on and uh, get them to the racetrack because they are doing a trick or treat street in a sense out on the track where they got all the cars right after qualifying out onto the track and uh, everybody can hand out candy, walk around, meet the drivers, see their cars and have a nice little time. So I do know they're opening up the gates a little early for that. Um, and then I want to say they might even be doing a little earlier with qualifying just to get that going uh, for the night. So if you're not doing anything this weekend, get your butts out to CNS for the final race of the year, especially with the Legends. Uh, it's going to be a nice, good show uh, to end the season for them and crown a champion. Uh, let's just look, uh, look and see right now who's uh, in the Legends lead here. Mr. Chris Eggleston has a pretty sizable lead over Colton Crocker. But as you know, anything, uh, anything happened. But uh, regardless, let's go out on a good note with uh, legend cars, uh, especially um, the Bandoleros, trains, um, and figure eight super stock, pure stocks, uh, you know, putting on one more good show for the, for the year. So uh, with that, do you have anything to add? I don't. I uh, kind of bummed just with with my schedule and uh, everything else. I 
didn't even get to make it out one time. So I know <laughs> we were supposed to, and you know, things mm -hmm. happen. So yeah, it's all good. But yeah, but we will be back out there. I know my niece, uh, she hasn't been out since I want to say like July 4th weekend almost. It feels yeah, like it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So I know she's excited. Uh, get back out there, finish off the year on a high note and, and have some fun. So get yourselves out there, cheer on your favorite drivers and uh, absolutely one last good showing. So yeah. Uh, and on a high note, and uh, keep it clean, drivers. Don't want to go into the off season and have to rebuild the whole car. Exactly. So, so. Exactly. So, uh, with that, we're going to go into our last segment. But uh, for before we do that, do a little citywide poke here. So, um, like I said before, I'll say it again. I uh, love their sponsorship. I love their support. Uh, we do have the. Uh, it's going to be a long Saturday and even longer Sunday for me. Uh, so after the race on Saturday, I got to bring the trailer home, unload my niece, load my car. Cause then at, uh, I want to say about five 30 in the morning, I got to head down to 14th and Bannock at the civic center park, uh, and get the car unloaded because citywide is sponsoring the, uh, Susan G. Komen, uh, breast cancer awareness walk. So, uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, going to be a good time. Uh, I'm not going to walk it. I'm going to say right <laughs> He's going to race it and race. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to drive it all the way through the middle of the crowd. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. But uh, no, it should be a good time and, and looking forward to it. So we got a lot of people in the bank that are going to be there supporting as well, uh, whether it be a family member or personal, uh, you know, experience with breast cancer. Um, we got a lot of people that are going to be showing and supporting. So uh, if you can make it great, if not, you know, uh, just be thinking all those people. So with that, Absolutely. let's see dad and I in the garage. All right. You spent countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him and his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. HELOC. 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 Especially in the off season here. Yeah. Gotta yeah. start replacing some stuff. Give me a call. Yeah. I can help you. Well. Jordan knows too much about that tonight, huh? Yeah, he might be giving me a call here soon. You never know. <laughs> all the yeah. uh, projects he's having to do all of a sudden yeah. as a new homeowner. Yeah. And uh, sorry to inform you all, he uh, did shoot us a text. and He will not be able to, obviously, we're towards the end of the show, he will not be able to, to make it. So uh, please leave your uh, displeasure in the comments for him mm -hmm. to see. And tag him. Yes. We're unhappy you did not yep. show up and give your yep. full opinions. Ratings are going down. Mm -hmm. We love his opinions. Exactly. Yeah, we love him in this next segment to get all fired up. I know. He was all jacked uh, up on Mountain Dew with this segment, usually. Yeah, he's had his fourth outlaw by now. He's feeling pretty good. Mm -hmm. But uh, with that, uh, I guess, Jake, if uh, you want me to lead it off. Or... Go ahead. All right. So uh, I will uh, uh, mention um, for the, let's see, 14 viewers that are still on here. Please stick around. Um, we do have a special guest announcement uh, to make at the end of this one. Um, so don't uh, don't go anywhere or stop what you're doing right now and tune back in, whatever you got going on. Uh, but this is the Green Flag, Black Flag segment. Um, so I know we had uh, Texas Mike, as we learned, uh, first time viewer on. Hopefully you're still with us. Uh, but this is a segment where we bounce topics uh, around usually to the three of us, but tonight it'll be the two of us. Um, and if we uh, agree with uh, that, we we signify a green flag. If we hate it, we say black flag. 
or sometimes uh, right there in the middle with a with a yellow flag. So I will lead us off tonight. Um, I'll talk about national level as I usually do, whether it's asphalt or dirt. Um, this uh, past weekend, uh, the truck series and the cup series uh, were at Talladega Super Speedway. Um, how could you not, if you're a NASCAR fan or a racing fan in general, see what transpired uh, Saturday at the truck race or at the uh, conclusion of the truck race mm -hmm. uh, on pit road and then in the garage between Matt Crafton and uh, Mr. Nick Sanchez. Uh, whichever side you're on, uh, not here to discuss that. Obviously, uh, I think it's a, a safe bet to say multiple punches were thrown uh, based off looking at uh, Mr. Nick Sanchez's face or it was really one good shot uh, to the face. Uh, but, you know, not promoting violence, obviously, here on the podcast, um, but it did happen, uh, whether it was a sucker punch, sneak attack, tapped him on the shoulder, gave him one of those, or I think uh, whatever dominant hand uh, Crafton is. Uh, but regardless, there was an altercation about uh, what happened on the track. Um, I watched replay. It's racing. Uh, you know, Crafton came down on him, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we were patiently awaiting. Um to see what would transpire. There was obviously serious implications about, you know, what Nick said after, you know, on the, all the footage that was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, posted, uh, won't repeat it, but uh, it's there for your review and pleasure if you so uh, want to watch it. But NASCAR did come out uh, today, which Tuesday is what usually when they dish out penalties for all top three series. And uh, both drivers uh, were uh, fined uh, a hefty amount. I'll say not, I guess, a lot for, uh, you know, for the grand scheme of things, how much they make and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But then they did suspend Nick's father. So my green flag, black flag of tonight is the whole realm of it, right? Because we've seen punches thrown, you know, not again, not promoting violence, but it does add that level of excitement after the race where they get into pushing matches where they get into mm -hmm. punching matches we've seen it this year with noah and, and ross chastain uh sam mayer ty gibbs last year so on and so forth all you know all the all the fights that we've seen all the altercations so my green flag black flag is nascar should not have dished out fines suspended anybody especially a, a father again we weren't there we don't know the whole situation but we've seen it not slide in the past multiple times so why is nascar now setting the precedence that you know violence won't be tolerated punches thrown whatever so green flag black flag nascar should keep you know keep it consistent and not have dished out penalties suspensions so on and so forth green mm -hmm. flag black flag um that one's tough because green flag black flag shouldn't have done penalties i think to the drivers now when your crews start getting involved that's where i think it can really get messy because then you got like 15 16 20 something people now all of a sudden starting a fight that's going to be harder to break up than just two drivers going at it so uh i i like you said we don't know the full extent of as to exactly why they were finders you know people were certainly suspended um there was more to the video beforehand oh, yeah. what we saw on yeah. the face of mr nick sanchez now do i agree to what he said you know i in the heated moment you just say stuff like that right. i didn't like what he said but yeah. you know like i said you're heated so i don't know if that had any factor of it as well 
but I think the whole, you know, back when they said drivers have at it, it's like, well, if you're going to kind of stick to that, and especially yeah. when, you know, a guy like Bubba Wallace can just come up to uh, yeah. Kyle Larson and shove him halfway across the track and, you know, not ba- barely get the hand slap, you know, uh, I, I don't think that should have been uh, it. But um, to me, yeah, green flag, black, green flag on it because let the drivers if they have to get a little bit of frustration out let them you know i don't think they should be starting a full-out fight but you know if a couple of punches are thrown or they tackle each other to the ground wrestle around for a little bit whatever you know and unless there was something like we said more to it behind the scenes than what we saw um mm-hmm. i just say let, like we've talked about put a boxing ring out in the middle of the uh front yeah. straightaway and just say boys have at it you know get the frustrations out are you good you good just like in yeah. hockey, you good, you good, go sit for five minutes. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so I'd say green flag, black flag, stay out of it to a point. Uh, and just... Yeah, when you, you, you do bring up a, a good uh, a good point there because I was it was actually, what, two weeks uh, from a year ago when Bubba and Kyle uh, had their spat there in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, and they ended up suspending Bubba for a race. Um, but that really, I mean, there, there were no punches thrown. It was obviously Bubba is very large compared to Kyle Larson mm-hmm. um, and, you know, much stronger in stature and pushing him, shoving him. So it looked probably worse than it actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if Bubba was trying to like shove Ryan Newman, it probably wouldn't have looked as bad, but, you know, and then we had, like I said, the Ross um, Chastain and Noah Gregson thing this year where he sucker punched or not sucker punched him. He punched him once um, in the face and that was it. Everybody broke it up. Nothing was dished out, whatever. So it's just kind of like, where does NASCAR draw the line? Like that what's, is a penalty. That yeah, yeah. What's the rule? Like, yeah, I don't think there, I mean, there, I'm sure there is one in their rule book. That's so you know, if I drop kick somebody, am I going to get suspended? <laughs> if I do the what, people's elbow off my yeah, car, I was going to say, what if I do a uh, Eddie Guerrero flog, frogs? Yeah. Flag, the yeah. Car? Like, what am I going to get here? <laughs> so, you know, I just, you know, it, I was very shocked is, is how I'll put it, that mm-hmm. there was suspensions and fines to both drivers um you know handed out today so just mm-hmm. kind of weird that you know and and i'll end my comment by saying this is that i hope nascar didn't because i know there's a lot of a lot of un, unhappy people with matt crafton because they believe what was told by nick sanchez that he just tapped me on the shoulder boom 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 we don't know we'll never know probably um but if nascar listened to social media or the fans that kind of persuaded them to this decision. That's what we don't want to have happen. So mm-hmm. um, just want NASCAR to be consistent, whether it's fighting or other rules, uh, stuff like that. So very, mm-hmm. uh, very shocked to see that uh, those penalties come out today. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is Crafton still in the hunt for the championship or was he? No, he's not even, no. He, he didn't even make the playoffs, right? Uh, I don't know if he made the playoffs, but he's not. No. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's currently bad. He's for just it. kind of been having two, three years of just mediocre. Yeah. I know he had that one win at Talladega, ironically enough. Oh, uh, he was he was he barely made the playoffs and he was one yeah. of the first ones eliminated. That's right. I know the last time I went to Talladega, he I think he no, that was Johnny or uh was it Johnny Seller? Yeah, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah, that's a good one. I, I figured you'd probably do that one tonight. So, uh, yeah, I uh, always got to always got to talk about the drama. Hey, exactly. It's what we live for. Yeah. Um, all right. So, of course, with me sticking to the local series uh, scene, uh, my green flag, black flag is pretty easy. This one, um, you know, we we've talked about, like I said, the last couple weeks with scheduling and how can we maybe even as drivers or uh, crew or officials, whatever, kind of help get the word out with these big races. Cause I mean, the Bush snow race was a huge race and, you know, I know we had a lot of, you know, a good car count, but it just didn't seem to attract the out of towners that we thought it maybe it would. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can, can probably contribute that cause it was a last second thing. You know, we tried to get the word out, but you know, with, a lot of these drivers out of town, you know, they pick and choose what they want to go to based on what's out there and scheduling mm -hmm. uh, ahead of time. So for all of you that may be Facebook fans of our Spit Family Racing, um, earlier this year, uh, we said we were going to try and make the Birch Run um, big money race for the Modifieds. Uh, we didn't unfortunately get to make that one, but they have already announced as of yesterday they are going to do it again, and it's going to be even bigger. So uh, stuff like that, already people are starting to work into the schedules for next year. So my green flag, black flag here is should we be, you know, and when I say we, more like Jim and Brian and, you know, whoever else is involved with the scheduling and then sponsorships for these big races, should they all be talking now? and try to start getting that on a schedule next year, whether you choose all the other series or not, schedules, doesn't matter. If you're going to have a big money race, especially for super late models, should we start talking about it now and posting it now so that we can entice those out-of-towners? Green flag, black flag. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> to me, I think that's a, a no-brainer. I think in the previous episodes where we talked kind of about this topic, I mean, if, if, if you're the first, you know, local track other than, you know, the, the traditional races like the Derby and, and so on and so forth that are a set, set week or set date every single year that those teams, those big teams circle every year. Mm -hmm. If you're a local short track like CNS, you get that out there immediately as soon as you can logistically, financially, even if you don't have all the sponsor backing, you know, mm -hmm. maybe not announce the purse or, you know, whatever, but make it enticing right to those big mm -hmm. those big teams but the sooner you can do that the sooner they're gonna come out because they're already thinking about next year right their seasons mm -hmm. are dwindling down or are over depending on what you know series you run in so they can circle that date on the calendar and be like hey i don't know where the hell denver colorado is or colorado mm -hmm. national but by god 50 grand for 150 laps is mm -hmm. we're gonna do that um so yeah i think double green flag on that one um get it out there, get it on the schedule. Because like you said, with the, with the butch snow is kind of a late kind of thing and back to back, you know, with, or the, uh, uh, challenge cup, um, back to back like that. It's, it's harder for them to differentiate, Hey, which one should we go to? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if, if, even if you have it in May, even if you have it in June, whatever, those big teams are going to circle that and be like, Hey, we got to make this one. Um, so yeah, I, that's a, a no brainer to me, double green flag on that one. Oh yeah. 
And like Scott Bramkamp said here too, you have to schedule it when there's not a big race going on somewhere right. across the country, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's plenty of opportunity to do yeah. that. And, you know, and you can always kind of count on some of these big races that happen every year are going to happen the same weekend every year. So like mm -hmm. the snowball derby, it's always the first Saturday of December mm -hmm. every year. Uh, the chili willy is always usually right at the, you know, middle somewhere in January. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, you got the, uh, SRL series. They do that all-star race usually right somewhere beginning in, you know, January, somewhere in there, February, you know, it's always going to be right around the same win. So it's like, if you start now posting, you know, this race and then every year it's going to be on the same weekend, people, yeah. like you said, are going to start circling that on their schedule. Like, Oh, there's nothing else going on. Oh, CNS boom, yeah. circle done. Exactly. You know? So no, I I think that's uh and then you do it now like you said you know whether you have their sponsorship or not like you should announce yeah. it because then you have till now until oh, yeah. you'll figure it, it out you'll figure it out you'll get the sponsorship i mean uh, people will bring the money for it especially oh, yeah. if they know it's going to put on a good show and they're going to get something out of it then oh, you know, yeah. you've got plenty of time to uh fundraise the money get the money however you need to get it you'll you'll get, have plenty of time to get it Yep. Yep. Like uh, Kevin Costner said in Phil Dreams, you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's it's true in racing because is it, it, it expensive as it is, especially the higher up you go, especially in those super late models, late model stocks, all those, mm -hmm. you know, type of cars. They are, unfortunately, you know, you got those typical guys that, you know, just stay in their local town or county and, you know, mm -hmm. tops, maybe travel an hour points racing. But the majority of those guys are, you know, they're looking for big money to make it worth, you know, all the money and time that they spent on these cars. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we can, and I'll say, I'll, I'll step it down a notch, you know, super late model guys we're talking about realistically in that, in this topic, but you talk about games, you talk about legends, you talk about trucks at CNS specifically, we could do the same thing for the dirt side, but even for the local guys, Mm -hmm. you know hey here's the the projected big races for you guys next mm -hmm. year and that way you can start circling that and be like okay then it comes into how are we going to use our tires how are we going to do this how are we going to do that because we have to make this show you know mm -hmm. and so i think the earlier you you know the better kind of like nascar i mean obviously it's not the same but they're supposed to you know release they've leaked obviously some stuff like iowa this year but they're they're releasing their schedule this week and it's you know their their season obviously starts a lot sooner than the local stuff does but the mm -hmm. earlier the better i mean get it out there yeah. don't make it a surprise like melody said don't come halfway through the season like oh by the way here's this huge race that mm -hmm. maybe you have it's an off week for your team and you got plans to go to the cabin or go wherever and you've already mm -hmm. booked tickets i mean it's just it's mm -hmm. just not uh, you know logistically a, a good business model to not announce it you know sooner and not in the same season Announce mm -hmm. it for next year. I think that's what you yeah. should do. Well, and, and with the other series too, like I said, GAMS or, you know, the late models are tough just because a lot of the other late models around the country are just a different. But, yeah. I mean, you've got, you know, there's still other cities and states that run trucks. Uh, legends especially. You, oh, you yeah. can hold in 60, 80 legends if you really kind of put it out there early enough and and mm. put out a good purse you know i mean shoot ten thousand for a legend legend that's, race i mean that's pretty damn good 
but I mean, especially like for us with the mods, earlier the better. Like with, like I said, with just yesterday with the Racing for Miracles Birch Run show, they've already said, hey, yeah, we're doing it again. So they're doing it now because they had 60 cars show up for their That's first annual one. Phenomenal. They're hoping they're hoping to get 80 cars out there for next next year. And the reason That's why awesome. is because they're announcing it now, so people mm -hmm. put it on their schedule for next year. So exactly, yeah. That's definitely one we're circling yeah. on the circling on the date for next year. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, everybody out there that may be a track promoter or works for a track heard you and uh, they uh, take it and run with it. Exactly. So, Good topic. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah, that's that's it for the show tonight. I mean, kind of went by a little fast. I felt like it went by fast, it especially. It did. I think it's because George wasn't here. Oh, he, so he, yeah, yeah. He he didn't have his uh, you know, opinions and his six <laughs> beers deep comments in there. Gets fired up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But like I just mentioned, we uh, we apologize uh, first and foremost for kind of having a dry spell there of of guests. Uh, like like I think Jake attested to last episode. Just everybody's schedule. People are doing a lot of you know still racing in their schedule going here going there um even though you know the cns and the the local dirt stuff here and cns is kind of ending for the season so we do apologize but we're going to make it up to you uh i don't i think we hit we totaled six seven more episodes uh give or take uh for the rest of the year um mm -hmm. here on the scrub and tires podcast and then obviously we got huge news to tell you probably towards the end or on the last episode so definitely stick around for that uh, but we're going to make it up to you guest wise. We have two more lined up and possibly a third uh, between now and our final episode. Um, so with that, um, I am very excited for this one. Uh, took a minute. want to thank Blair um, and Mr. Johnny Booz for uh, getting this one. But uh, Mr. Jake Buback, uh, sprint car driver from Arvada. A lot of you guys know him, um, have seen him on the national level competing against, you know, names like Larson and Abreu and all those guys. Um, local guy from here in Colorado, tearing it up on basically anything open wheeled, right? Midgets, um, you know, like I said, the sprint car, stuff like that. So um, he has agreed to come on um, and we're going to we're going to shoot for uh, next Tuesday, the 10th. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we'll obviously have the, uh, what is it, the last race of the CNS schedule other than the Battle of the Fenders to uh, talk about that, but mm -hmm. we'll squeeze that in. So um, as we just mentioned, circle your calendars um, for Mr. Jake Buback. It's going to be a good one. Um, this guy, I'm, I'm telling you, if you don't know who he is between now and next Tuesday, um, go look him up. Uh, my Race Pass YouTube, his Facebook page, all the things um, you're talking about top end talent uh from your local state here in colorado so um <clears throat> i'll quit uh brown nosing mr jake Buback, but uh excited to have up, yeah exactly so uh we'll get that one locked down for you and it, it's going to be a good one so making up for our uh little dry spell um from the last couple weeks our last guest before ian was uh cassidy hines if you can believe mm -hmm. it so um <laughs> yeah uh, mr warren rhodes jake is a wonderful driver there you go all right a special well, guest right now Yes, we do. My Bella. My Bella. She loves dad. Oh, there yes. she is. Yeah, there you yes, go. And she's like, you. dad, it's bedtime. What are you yes, doing? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, I'll uh, kind of bounce over to Jake. But good luck to everybody uh, participating there at CNS this weekend and uh, around if you're if you're participating in any other event. Um, and appreciate all the new viewers like we had tonight. 
um, all the continued uh, comments, interactions. Thank you to Ian for again coming on. Um, he's been a great friend of ours last couple of years and um, starting to do big things in in, in reality. So um, yeah, looking forward to uh, next week. And obviously, as the episodes go, we'll keep announcing these uh, these guests. And then, like I said, at the very end of the season, um, man, we got some big news for you guys and yeah. uh, a little bit of a surprise. So yes. uh, definitely stick around for the end. I know we're we're dwindling down here in the in the season for us on the podcast. It's been a long one. It's been a good one. We've had a lot of uh, great guests and great memories. So keep it going. Keep the support up. Smash that like button, that share button. We appreciate all you guys. I, I personally try to go back after the show probably you know usually the day after and everybody that shared it i definitely go like that because it means a lot so mm -hmm. um appreciate it and uh make sure we give jordan shit next episode for not yes. being on this one He's we did say extra. we did say if he missed another one that he would be 86. Um, i think that's three might have to, now might have to pull in the right hander and bring all brian sanders out <laughs> <laughs> yes our uh, guest in waiting Yes. Uh, or our host and waiting. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. Uh, appreciate it, everybody. And I'll pass to Jake for closing thoughts. Yeah, uh, not much more to say. Yeah, thank you, Ian. Uh, I know he's a good sport with us calling him Cheeseburger. Uh, it's yes. all, we, we love him, so it's all for love. Um, but yeah, great to hear uh, from him and his story and how he got into racing. And yeah, I, I didn't realize how young he was too. I mean, he kind of looks I more felt more. And yeah, when, when he said 2000, I was like, what? Oh, mighty. oh my God, I think I was in like eight, sixth or seventh grade when you were born. Oh my God, you make me feel old. Uh, yeah. But he, he's a good sport. He's a good guy and yep. uh, love, love hanging out with him and having him around the pits and uh, just a cool guy. So, uh, thank you Ian again. Thank everybody for being on the show tonight. Um, and like Brandon said, we're getting toward the end here. So stick with us. we got great news, great stuff still to cover the last few weeks. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to having Jake Buback uh, next week and hearing about him and, you know, have another dirt guy out on the show. Uh, I know we haven't had a lot of them, but you know, you know, we're trying to trying to bring that scene, uh, some more, um, exposure uh and and get the word out there about the dirt because there's a lot of just as with asphalt there's a lot of talented yep. talented drivers on the dirt side so very excited for him and getting him on here and uh yeah just thank everybody for being on here again uh good luck to everybody this weekend we'll be out there watching supporting eating lots of candy and uh having a good time for the last race of the year so um nothing much more to say with that uh brian sanders uh good luck with the uh arca at las vegas yes. this weekend uh give, give them hell uh, i mean i really know how much hell you can give them when you're the race director but uh, <laughs> good luck with all of that anyway i know it's probably fun and and hectic at the same time so um but yeah with that just everybody have a good night and we will see you next tuesday so with that keep scrubbing tires Boom. Nailed it. Holla. Door, quarter, clear, clear. All you. New leader. Checkers are out. Bring it home. Come on. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrubbing Tires podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram 
by searching the Scrubbing Tires podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.